I just can't figure out if it's because you're advanced or because I'm stunted. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. I am McLovin. You do not talk about Fight Club. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Glassay Film Club podcast. Yes, we're back at it. I'm here. Callum's here and we're ready to dive into some films for you once again. We've gone for a classic today. We wanted to dig deep into the film archives and get something that's been watched for decades and see just what our take is on it. Of course, we're going to give you all our views, have a heated debate and see where it takes us. But before we get into that, Callum, hello, welcome. How are you doing? Are you ready for a bit of film reviewing again? Of course. It's been too long. I was just saying off yeah. mic, wasn't I? It's... Uh... Been a, a, a summer break, as it were. Um, Absolutely. Raring to go. So excited. And what better What have you way? been up to? What have you been up to? Because we're not really updating yeah, the people. That is on true. How's life? Life is uh, it's good, yeah. I had a, had a very, very uh, exciting summer. Um, back at work now, which is, you know, inevitable. But yeah, it I happens. I had a, an amazing summer. I did a lot of walking uh, around the Lake Districts and north wales which was nice uh managed to get away went to porto in portugal um which was fun lots of wine and port and beer and beige kebabs um <laughs> which was interesting um yeah that was fun what else was done uh just kind of living life really now that the restrictions have ended and everything is there's a sense of uh, a semblance of normality that's that that we're all experiencing now. It's just nice just to be out and about and tra- sure. traveling around and and just getting back on the the social horse, being a bit more human again. Yeah, absolutely. Like sort of look back on the lockdown and I haven't I haven't actually said that word lockdown in in over in like a month and a half either. Like every time I think I say lockdown, you have like screaming internal screaming in your head. Oh no, not again. Um, yeah been just locked in our rooms for however many days and like we were just yeah it was fucking ground zero wasn't it but we're out and about now doing our thing and absolutely uh the listeners will eventually experience one of these in a in a pub we will yes, record we're close, one of these in we're a close pub. and uh we're a bit of context we have met up numerous times during the summer and sharing yeah. our thoughts ideas and venting on the world so it's been good to actually uh, uh see your face in reality Callum. and very soon we'll get the microphones involved as well with that but we've got a film ahead of us right now that needs dealing with and Callum, would you do us the honour of telling us what it is and giving us a bit of an overview? I certainly will. Um, we watched Casablanca. Um, it was a film made in 1942, uh, starring Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid uh, Bergman. Classic movie. Um, on every single list of the top 50 films ever made, Casablanca features on it. We've done a few classic films in the past, but... We decided to delve into this one uh, as a as a comeback, a comeback Casablanca movie, as it were. Um, it focuses on uh, a character called Rick, played by Bogart, who is an American expat. Um, he owns a bar in Casablanca called Cafe American, um, and it attracts all types of people. You've got refugees there, um, rich uh, uh, bankers, merchants, dealers. 
people who are have very much got their finger on the pulse in terms of the the burgeoning cap, burgeoning capitalist world, I guess. Um, essentially, these people that are in Rick's bar are all trying to escape um, the uh, all trying to escape Nazi occupied Europe. They're all expats, French French expats in particular, um, and they're trying to get back to Paris so they can then eventually either just leave Europe, basically predominantly to get to America before the Nazis uh, reach Paris. So the opening scenes of the movie, it's quite a chaotic thing. People are trying to sell their jewels, sell their diamonds, and um, try and get these free rights of passage certificates to travel anywhere in Europe and things like that, under Nazi-occupied Europe, sorry. And they're all trying to escape. Um, but that's just the the back the backdrop of the story. Well, what the story's really about is the love that um, Rick shares with Isla, who is played by um, Ingrid Bergman. Now, they had a love affair when they were in Paris um, prior to this, and the film talks about it. Um, she thought at the time that her husband, um, Laszlo, had died. It's Laszlo, isn't it? Or is it Lan- Laszlo? Have I said that right? We'll run with that for now. Laszlo, okay. Um, yeah, uh, she thought that her husband, Laszlo, had died to try to escape... Um, a concentration camp. He was a Czech refugee mm-hmm. um, in a Nazi concentration camp. And that's how uh, Rick and Ingrid end up having their love affair. When Rick says, let's get married, and she said, yes, let's do it. And then she finds out that her husband is alive and he receives a note just before he leaves on a train that um, she's obviously going to go back to her husband and stuff. So he goes to Morocco and open up, opens up this bar, and it basically shows, um, tells a story of his life. She then comes back, she comes to the, the bar, and they see each other for the first time in a while, and it reignites all sorts of feelings, reignites lots of uh, love, etc. And um, the film eventually ends with um, Rick having to choose between saving Laszlo, who the Nazis have arrested, um, or saving him or turning him in, basically. And Rick chooses to save him. He shoots Major Strasser, who is the Nazi commander-in-chief at the, in, in, in Morocco. And um, it ends quite amicably. It's a story about friendship, love, and I'm going to say nationhood, actually, as well. So yeah, just drop that sure. in there. That's, that, that's Casablanca in a nutshell, I think. Thank you, Cannon. That was a, a lovely overview. What I think we should start doing is releasing these overviews just as soundbite podcasts. <laughs> so if you don't want to yeah. watch a film, just listen to this uh, three minutes of overview and you, you're on to a winner there. Thank you very much. Thoroughly enjoyed that, Callum. I'm just going to kick off straight away with my initial reaction to the film after watching it. And my overwhelming feeling was that was a great story. And I feel like the classic films that really hold up stand the test of time. Like you said, Casablanca is frequently, if not always, on lists of the the best 50 films of all time. And I think that's true because it's such a strong story. It was one of those, and I often describe films like this in this certain style. And I do very much like a film that takes this style. Is An hour in, I was very much... Uh, yeah, good, but can see where it's going, feels a bit linear, uh, maybe it's a bit dated, 
But then the last half hour, the story really comes together and you're like, yes, that's great. That's interesting. That's exciting. Love where it's gone. The action works. The writing works. The characters work. It's a very well-crafted story executed very well. And that's what I think Casablanca is. It's no, it's nothing too profound in terms of the messaging that it's giving across. And we'll dig into that. And definitely is, there are some areas that you can take something from it. But I think the main thing is it's a gripping story which gives you an insight into a fascinating historical period and a little quirk of it that was going on within Casablanca. And obviously this drama within it hooks you in and takes you into that world for the 90 minutes or so that the film's running. That's what I loved about it. I liked the journey it took me on. You were very invested in the characters with a classic bit of acting. And it's just great to be in that kind of 40s cinema world and experience that classic cinema. So that was my overwhelming feeling about it. I think the story, fantastic. And that's what makes the film. What were your initial thoughts, Callum? I think um, no, the story certainly. Um, I've, I've, I after the film ended, I did think yeah, this is just a great yarn. It's a great story. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing that sort of struck me, I just love the sort of the internationalism of it all. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the sense that uh, I read quite an interesting article in the, the BBC put out and about it, and they said that a lot of the characters were all immigrants. A lot of the actors, sorry, were all immigrants. Or and Major Strasser was actually was a Hungarian Jew that had fled um, Nazi-occupied uh, Europe, which I thought was quite interesting because he's playing a Nazi officer, um, and the Gestapo are also in the movie as well. So I loved the the internationalism of it, the fact that you had quite a lot of um, actors that were not American, and yet the bar that where the where the pretty much the whole film is set is based on be- it being American, like the Cafe American, for example, and hardly anyone in there is actually American. Yeah, and I love yeah, yeah. I love the sweeping shots of um seeing all these different people trying to escape or trying to um make sense of who they are and their own uh, nationalism, I guess. I mean we'll delve a little bit deeper about this particular scene later on but the scene that we were talking about off mic with the national anthem for example when the french people were trying to sing it louder than the germans and that sort of stuff so you've got this sort of like i mean it's set in 90 it was, was made in 1942 you've got this sort of set against the backdrop of um the nazi nazi rule nazi occupation of europe the nazis trying to um historically whitewash anything that isn't um considered Aryan or German and yet you've got this film all about it's not just about love there is there is little snippets of idea of nationhood in there and everyone's sort of mingling in this bar that it actually reminded me of a romantic novel in a way um mm-hmm. like a classic sort of America it's like I was watching um a Fitzgerald-esque movie or a Hemingway-esque journey you could just yeah, imagine yeah, the yeah. the blurb of the movie being um you know, refugees converse at um, a gambling den called Cafe American. Um, they sell their diamonds for half the price to escape Nazi-occupied Europe. Um, uh, an, an American expat and an, an, an old lover fall madly in love to the suit, the tune of "As Time Goes By" and all this sort of stuff. It it was very, very romantic, and it was very 
um, just novelistic. I think the novel, the novelistic aspects of it, and the internationalism of it, I thought was quite interesting. That's what struck me. Yeah, and with the kind of story, there's almost this idea of a little bit of a quest within it because there's these elusive uh, travel passes, yeah. these two that have been signed by de Gaulle, which can't be questioned, and you can travel and leave and go anywhere with them. And it's this who mystery, who's got them, how are they going to get them, people chasing here, a bit of subterfuge there. That's what I was referring to mainly when I was talking about the story of it. Like there's yeah. so many... It takes you in so many directions, but there's intrigue in there and excitement. But absolutely what you say there, there's a, there's a romanticism to the whole thing. Obviously, at the heart of it, there's the the love affair um, of Rick and the essential love triangle that he finds himself in. Um, but beyond that, there's a romanticism to the setting, the exoticism of uh, Casablanca, but the absolute joy of his bar i think is such an iconic uh film location and i it probably is lauded as one of the uh, memorable um settings from film history but i just love it because so much goes on in there and like you say straight away the cinematography there is great these sweeping shots showing the range of people that are in there and then you've got the kind of dodgy casino that's in the back of yeah. it but that is an absolute um, melting pot in there of all these different people of what they're trying to do within Casablanca. That is the epicenter of Casablanca there. People are there trying to escape reality by drinking and having a good time, but also business deals are going on in there. There's also the underground movement are chatting to each other in there. But then you've got the generals, you've got the French guy who's kind of working with the Germans, but he's a bit dodgy, don't know which way he's swinging. And that one location, I think there is a huge romanticism to it, but it just is a great epicenter of the film. And if you think about it, most of the stuff in the film goes on in that bar. Yes, you go to other locations round about, pretty much most of the action and the plot points are taking place within Rick's place. Mm. And I think that's that's beautiful. I love a film where there's one central location where things are happening. Yeah, definitely. It shows the yeah. it shows the strength of the story then when it is very much just uh happening with the dialogue and the action within one location. Let's talk about that um scene because I think that is a, a great scene where the German guys are singing their national anthem but then uh, Laszlo gets up and um goes up to the orchestra and goes oh play Le Marseillaise and he, and this is great and this is I think one thing that tips and gives you a uh, an inkling what's going to happen later on in the film because they look towards Rick and he gives them the nod to play the French national anthem and at that point he's becoming active again mm. in the in the fight back and even though he continues to say no I just think about myself I've given up all that we see at the end that he hasn't. And as Lazo says to him, like, welcome back to the fight. He is back in it. And really all along, he did want to fight against that and rebel. And I just think the little subtleties in the film like that, that scene is fantastic. Like, I felt emotional watching it. It really stirs the emotion, but it shows that really interesting historical setting of the French and Germans there where Germans hadn't quite 
invaded, but they were occupied. They had it, but the French working with them there in some aspects. But these people trying to be civil, but working against each other. Fascinating, and that emotion grabs it. In terms of the historical context, Callum, as the resident um, historical knowledge man, what did you feel about that? And did it give you any insights that you weren't aware of? Or if you are aware of that historical time, how do you think it kind of depicted it? I think it's it, it was quite interesting, really, because it, it's made in 1942 and the Nazis had already swept across most of Europe at this point and had imprisoned um, political enemies, um, imprisoned um, Jews, killed Jews by that, um, well not by that point, well they had to an extent, but like you had basically um, the Nazis had essentially tried to destroy any sense of nationhood that existed in a country that they had invaded. It was all about mm-hmm uniting everyone under the, the under Germany it was called Lebensraum which is a German phrase for living space, creating this living space for um, the German, the, the, the Reich basically um, and juxtaposed with that you've got um, America that's also trying to establish their own sense of national identity as well um, and would quite, I mean in the like interning people that are considered aliens to the state and all that sort of stuff. So you've got that juxtaposed with that. You've got and then you've got Hollywood making a movie about nationhood and where people fit in with that. I just think there's so many different it's a spider's web of of, of nationhood. It's an, it's 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 fascinating because you got the people who were actually in the movie aren't American. They're European, and they're Europeans that have been that have been targeted by the Nazis. And I'm just wondering, have did Hollywood make a conscious decision at the time to cast people who had experienced plight from mm-hmm. an occupation and make a film about occupation to sort of bring attention to it? Is it a moralistic movie? I don't know. I think that, I you, that you have to accept to at least an extent that there is because obviously there's there's a message in there. It's like it's against uh, Germany and Nazi occupation. It is. Because there's yeah. a rallying cry to the French nationality there. And obviously the ending of it is basically this uh, guy getting back in the fight and then trying to... Um, you know, do over the Nazis basically, and then even the the dodgy French officer kind of gets back involved again and um, uh, fights against the Nazis, and it all feels kind of a bit happily ever after at the end. Oh, look, we we did them over this time, didn't we? It does so there, yeah? There's, there's absolutely that to it. Yeah, there's there's that drive to it. So I, I think I'd agree with that. There's there's a lot to be said there from having people involved who experience that and have the passion to tell that story. Definitely. Can, yeah. Can that, can that experience be made? Can that experience be sort of um, actualized only in the cafe American though? This is, this is why I found, this is why I found the international of the movie quite interesting because like you've got all these different nationalities and religions that are played that, that the actors in the, in the movie and that it's a rallying cry against Nazism, but, 
can that rallying cry only be made actualized if it's if the, if a space for that actualization exists, i.e., yeah. in the Cafe American? Like again, I said it, it was quite ironic that it's um, these American expats, but only like two or three of the characters are actually American, mm-hmm. and it's like is the reason why they feel compelled to sort of... I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a, I might be delving a little bit too deeply here because there is a comedic effect to it when they're all trying to shout over one another to the national anthem. It is quite funny. Definitely. It is funny. Um, but does that space exist in, in only in the Café Americaine? I don't know. It's, just, it's, a quite, it's an interesting question, I think. Yeah, but what that... The explanation for me there is... Well, first thing I just want to say just finishing off on the stuff we were saying about Hollywood there, just one critique is that, yes, it obviously takes the side of the Allies and mm. uh, is a bit of a rallying call there. But it also, um, you know, in Hollywood style, kind of really puts America on the pedestal and, like, yeah. it's like, oh, the promised land of America. They're all, well, in a way, I mean. trying is, to get to I mean. America, aren't they? Yeah, this is like Cafe American is almost the Ellis Island of Morocco to an extent yeah. <laughs> you know it's it, it's an interesting little cause it's, it's almost like a it's, a it's a gateway isn't it um yes. to america away from nazi occupied europe and the thing that struck me i just remembered it then when i was talking about um cafe american there's that scene i think is it the is it, i think it's the french um officer who uh is sort of he has these passes that allow you to go anywhere in europe Nazi occupied Europe, and he he sells them to women as if they sleep with him, or at least it's yeah. inferred. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. that's 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 re- obviously really problematic. But um, but again, I think the suge- obviously very problematic. But the suggestion there is that everyone in there has done something dodgy. Even yeah. Rick isn't isn't clean. Um, mm, that's, but, that's interesting. Yeah, like and and in war, and like it's not. And I mean, yes. We can look at it now and go, mm, probably not the right angle to go at, and it's not something obviously to be condoned. But I think more the message is that everyone there has done something um, or is in the business of something dodgy. But that's kind of the nature of war. It's more the what's their uh, push, what's their ideology, what's their moralistic stance that they're going for. Mm. You go through the muckiness and dirtiness of things that go on to get to that. So yes, it, it is problematic, but I think the message from that more is that nobody's clean in that setting. Mm. It's more about your kind of intent and where you get to. Cafe. What I wanted to. Sorry, go on. Yeah, what, no, I'm just going to kind of take it in a bit of a different direction from there, but just adding on to that. idea of the nature of war Mm. that's another thing that really fascinates me about this film is that it's a film set during wartime filmed and and released during wartime which i find fascinating as Mm. well um but it's not about it's not a military film about a war it is about the ongoing uh society that exists within wartime which Yes, a lot of films do look into that, but in the nature of, oh, how is this battle affecting this? Like, if you think of that, a lot of, you've got your war films where it's actually on the war, the fighting, 
But then you've got ones that you think about, oh, setting Britain and bombs going off and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, how does the day-to-day... Whereas this, what I find so fascinating about this is it's that, um, like you said, it brings ideology into it because it's one of the countries, one of the areas that were brought into the world war because of influence and stuff like that. But it's not a direct battle zone, a battleground. It's this real, real weird quirk of who from Europe has a ideological hold on this area. And as a result of that, it's then the next step of the day-to-day of how does that change the lives of the people who live there? Are they meant to hate each other in the day-to-day? Because the society is still kind of running as normal there, but you've got, oh, this people's meant to rule this, but then we hate them, but we work with them and stuff like that. And that's the insight which I love about it because then it's more the exploration of the ideologies, like the na- like the nationhood and kind of like where the war and the weird quirks of a Second World War um, where it's not just like the actual fighting taking place, it's the whole world involved in different spheres of influence. And just, again, it comes back to that scene of when they're in Ricks and singing because it's down to these ideologies which just go against each other and they're all intertwined in this one place yet it's all as a result of what's going on in Paris like it all comes back to something that's going on in Paris is kind of affecting the social interactions of the people in Casablanca which is a, a totally different place to Paris but is directly linked in some way and that's what I find fascinating no matter whether the insight is true to form or exactly how that plays out it is a an expression of look at the the strangeness of this scenario and how it affects societies in weird ways when we are so interconnected because that links so much to the modern day because they were interconnected there through war we're interconnected now through various other things but that kind of premise of how one thing on one side of the world absolutely affects how you and i speak to each other is very true to now and that's what i kind of find really fascinating about it yeah definitely i didn't think of it in that in that way the 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 that that intersectionality between um between between those those two those two worlds i mean i mean obviously that's sort of north africa was as a part of Vichy France and stuff, things like that. But yeah, the 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 the, the connection of emotion is mm-hmm. yeah. I, I didn't think of it in that way. I, I I agree actually. Yeah, I was just gonna say before sort of we move on, like uh, when we were talking about the um, how everyone in there has done something, like done a dodgy deal or something. It just it just reminded <laughs> reminds me of Moss Eisley from Star Wars. <laughs> Like the bar, where it's like everyone in Moss Eisley in Star Wars is all. It's like a you'll never find a a a, a place full full of rookie, r- wretched people and crooks and swindlers and things like that. And it's just like the bar is always a a place where you find um, a range of people from many walks of life. Most democratic place on earth, in some ways. Absolutely, you know, yeah. it's an interest. It's an interesting place. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, and I said it comes back to how iconic I think that is for a film location for so many reasons. Yeah, we're gonna have to r- round it up here, Callum, um, because I know we have a habit of getting carried away. We do. Yeah. Let's let's round off what we've said. Mm. Um, I'll start us off, 
and give you a little summary and I'll give you my mark out of 10. But yeah, going back to what I said straight away, the, why this captured my imagination was the story of it and the romanticism of the old film. Like, this always gets me, this classic cinema yeah. with a great story. There's some kind of... There's always something mystical to this, like, world that you feel that you're taking in because it's so, so different, especially in, in black and white. Um, so I loved that. I thought it was a really well-crafted story and executed really well. Um the character of Rick, I thought, was amazing because he's very mysterious, but within him encapsulates everything about the scenario that he's in, is that he doesn't give much away. Um, it's unclear initially who or what he's fighting for or believes in, um, but also he's obviously he's linked to all, everything that's going on there and his character progression as you go he then kind of has this full redemption at the end where he does well, what you feel is the right thing and um helps out the escape uh, over to america so he really uh, took me in and i thought the whole setting like i said the location is really iconic um and it just fascinated me, fascinated me all along, and I could talk about this for hours, just the historical context of it. And again, this is why, along with the story of the film, why I think it stands up so well is because it sits in a real strange quirk in what is a, a huge era of history and gives you an insight into personal life, people's identities, and this kind of strange idea of wealthy people you know, escaping all across the world to try and avoid war. I'm going to go 9 out of 10, Callum, mm. because it's nothing too profound. It's nothing um, that blew me away too much visually, but it just caught my heart and my imagination story-wise and that setting. I felt myself in that environment and I just thought Rick's vow was unbelievable for what went in there and it just really grabbed me and the world it created. So yeah, Casablanca, 9 out of 10 for me. Callum, what do you think? No, indeed. And I'm I'm also going to give it a 9 just purely because of the power of the story. Like you said, it's been revered as this... Uh, sort of amazing film and usually in this sort of like those any sort of poll in that sort of the top 50 or top 100 films of all time or something like that you ex you expect something that's, if you expect it to be this really nuanced like loquacious sort of piece of filmmaking much like citizen kane was for example yeah 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 um the one that we reviewed earlier in the year but for this one it's always up there and i think it's up there just because of the power of the story and it is such a yeah, it it is just such a good. It's just a good yarn, and it's a perfect length as well, like an hour and a half. And yeah, the it's tight. it's it's got themes in there that I think in the forties, a lot of the world could relate to as well, because it isn't just about war. Like obviously, war in Europe would have been on the tip of everyone's tongue in the nineteen forties, regardless of where you were in the world potentially, and um. So there's that aspect of it, but it's also just the the aspects of love as well. Like you've got two lovers who fell in love in a circumstance brought them together in a particular time, in a particular place, um, in a particular sort of part of the world, and then that exact same circumstance, the thing that brought them there is the thing that drives them apart as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's that can happen to anyone. You know, and it has happened to people. Like, is that, you know, circumstance brings you 
together with with a person and then that very same circumstance is the thing that ends up driving you away and it's mm-hmm. such a quotable movie as well that's the thing that i loved about yeah. it like yeah, 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 yeah. it's there's so many quotes that i've seen referenced in popular culture or in even even in songs and i'm thinking that's such a great line from a song that's such a great reference that's such a great thing in a, a line it's like oh oh they've just got it from casablanca oh right so the real genius was the movie was the Casablanca, not necessarily the the tune that sure. I've heard thirty forty years later. You know, like here's looking at you, kid. Um, of all the gin bars in the world, she had to come to mine. That sort of. And then the uh, I'm not in the business of politics. I just run a saloon. It's just yeah, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. The the the, the strength the strength is the writing, and I'm, that's why I'm, it's nine out of ten for me. I think that is the perfect line to close it on. I fully agree with that, Callum. Thank you. Thank you. Great chat. Great film. Absolutely. Lovely to be back at it with you. And I'm very excited to dive into some more films very, very soon. Yeah. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. I hope all the listeners have enjoyed themselves. And we will um, be watching and most importantly, chatting about more films over the coming weeks and months. But until then, keep enjoying films tv anything on a screen whatever it is get stuck in we sure will be and we'll be back very soon but until then see you all later